Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantrell Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Studies. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the number one Bible study class that you will ever come across. If you are not new here, you already know how we get down as we dive into the Bible and read a chapter a week to get the inside story of the ancient times of the Bible and how it took place back then and what makes the Bible so vital for our lives today. It is very essential for all of us to dive into the Bible, but not too many of us do. And if we do, we really can't even understand scriptures because we are not dissecting the full stories of the Bible. I'm your cousin and I'm here to break down the stories of the Bible to get an understanding for myself and hope that God can deliver a message and send you an understanding for yourself because the Bible speaks, lives, and it operates each individually for us, for our lives, to know how to maneuver through life connect with God, connect with people, also why connecting with the world. So I'm very honored to be here to go into our class today. You guys, we are in class 40 and our episode today will be in Isaiah chapter 40 and our title for today is Words of Comfort from God. It's really exciting to go into chapter 40. I have wrote scriptures about chapter 40 before that really spoke to me, that really gave me life and lifted me up. I also posted a scripture from Isaiah 40 on my TikTok about two years ago that kind of went viral, which was very exciting for me because this was a time when I was just writing scripture down and not really diving into the full stories of the Bible. But now that I'm able to dive into the full stories of the Bible, these verses and these chapters, they actually tie in together and they mean so much to me so it is very important for me not for me to just go into scripture and read just the scripture but kind of just get the back end of the entire story of the words of the bible and even though sometimes the stories are repeated it's so great to see how the stories tie in together all for God's connection and how it relates to us individually so you can read out of any version bible you choose to that is your business I read out of NIV bible I have a bible tracker book here that's keeping me on track of the bible and you guys we have been 14 weeks in the Old Testament which soon we will be going into another 14 week of becoming a Christian and at that time we will go visual and be back on YouTube so you guys stick with us this is gonna be so exciting for us to actually be stripped by Christ and allowing us to be revealed to who we are and make known that God's words is so sufficient in our lives today as they will be tomorrow and when we're not even here on this earth how God's 
words will still matter in people's lives. So go ahead and grab your Bible. You can read out of any version. You can get on your phone Bible app. You can pop in your earphones. You can listen however you choose to. That's your business. Again, class will be in Isaiah 40. We are in week 40, guys. We are in class 40. This is exciting. So Isaiah chapter 40, comfort for God's people. I'm ready. Let's go. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley should be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground should become level, the rugged place a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out, and I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms and carry them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the bread of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales on the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord on his counsel? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? Who has taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. Lebanon is not sufficient for altars fires, nor is animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. With whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashion silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and his people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the ruler of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown. No sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither. 
and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? Who will bring out the starry hosts one by one and cause forth each of them by name? Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grows tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And that is the end of our chapter, you guys. Oh, I love Isaiah 40. What a such a comfort word deliverance from the creator who created all of us, who created this earth, who sits enthroned at the center of our galaxy. Isn't that amazing that we have a God whose understanding we cannot fathom, but is so worthy to be praised, glorified, worshiped, united together as one, his children coming together. It is so exciting to go into 40 to hear the comfort words from God, to see how he came and comfort not just Jerusalem, not just Lebanon, not just Judea, but everyone that looked to the heavens. So let's break it down, shall we? Let's break it down. Who's in charge? A God's eye view of history. Isaiah 40, 31, where the chapter ended off. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This particular verse, chapter 40, verse 31, I actually posted, posted this on TikTok and it went viral, this scripture. It is a very familiar scripture for the young people who tend to try to run their race. It is not a race to be won because it's a marathon. You have to kind of pass the baton down generation after generation. And what happens is if you try to run the race and you try to pass the finish line, you forget that it's a marathon and you forget to pass the baton back to your next generation. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. At the end of the Old Testament era, most Jews are scattered across the Middle East, dispersed by Assyrian and Babylonian armies. The minority of the people that have returned to Jerusalem live under the total domination of a foreign government in Persia. The same question Job asks while scratching himself with shards of pottery, the Jews now ask about their entire race. Has God abandoned us? Will we have a future? Of all the prophets, Isaiah gives perhaps the clearest picture of what the Jews can expect. His earlier message has blasted his nation's sin and unfaithfulness. But beginning with chapter 40, Isaiah shifts into a new key of comfort and tenderness. Drop in a bucket. The book of Isaiah explains why the future holds hope not just for the Jews, but for the whole world. 
Chapter 40 introduces this last section of Isaiah with a sweeping declaration that God reigns over all. Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and his people are like grasshoppers. Verse 15 and 22. God shows himself master of nature, of history, indeed of the entire universe. For the dispirited Jewish survivors of Babylon's invasion, this exalted view of God is a reminder that God has neither vanished nor rejected the remnant of his chosen people. The question is, what do Isaiah's words mean to you today? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I can tell you what Isaiah's words mean to me today, especially verse 31. Those who look to the Lord will renew their strength. I don't know how many times I have felt, I ain't even going to say disqualified, I have felt weak in my faith where I felt like I cannot deal with this situation anymore. And it could be any type of situation of just coming at me from a negative point of view. It could be my mom. It can be my family. It can be my money. It could be me, my kids. It could be anything. And I know I've come to a point where I say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired. I don't know what to do. Whenever I get to that point, going into prayer, going into the Bible, going into scripture, going into anything of the of the Lord's, it brings me back to being renewed. My faith will renew once I pray. Once I cry, once I talk to the Lord, once I go into my my abandonment space of feeling like I just can't do this no more. God, is you giving up on me? I mean, what's going on? You know, when I get to that place and I go into the Bible and I get scripture, I get word, I'm bring I'm bring back to my comfort zone. I'm I'm being comforted by God. I'm being wrapped in God's arms, his love, his peace, all everything that he has for me when I go into the Bible. So what does Isaiah's words mean to me today? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. I don't know how true this is for you, but this is 1000% true for me. I don't know how much struggle I've been through in my life, but I can tell you that I do not look like what I've been through. My mom has been on drugs most of my life. I have declared a hate relationship for her when I was in my teens. I did not like my mom whatsoever because I felt she just abandoned her kids not knowing her life history. I got to a point in my life where God was the main focal point in my life and there was nothing more that I wanted but my mom, a relationship with my mom. And the enemy wanted to try to take that away from me. He kept reminding me, your mom on drugs. She didn't love you. She left you. You guys went through foster system. She never got her life read. How could she do her baby girl like that? Her only daughter. And those was the thoughts that kept going through my mind and going through my mind. But as I got in relationship with God, let me tell you something about his comfort. Let me tell you something about God's comfort. It is such a reward that you don't realize that you need. You don't really need the comfort of people in society, even though it feel good to hear people comfort you or come comfort you or put their arms around you and hug you. But it ain't nothing like the comfort of God's love, God's scripture, God's words, his comfort. Oh my God, it is 
out of this world. It is the universe. It does something to me that my emotions are like a joy when I feel God's comfort. Like there is no badness. There's no ickiness. There's no disgustingness in God's comfort. Um, oh my goodness. It brings me such to a peaceful place to know that God comforts those who look to him. Those who hope in the Lord, strength will be renewed. <laughs> it's so hard to deal with my mother. I don't know if you have anybody in your family or if your parent or aunt or uncle, sister or brother ever battled with a drug addiction. My mom has been battling with a drug addiction for all her life. She's been on a hardcore drug called PCP all her life that I can remember. I wouldn't say all her life because I'm sure at a point in time when I was about five, any times between that younger, five and younger, my mom was probably straight. But for as long as I can remember from the age seven and up, my mom has been on this hardcore drug. And people would deal with her, but they wouldn't deal with her with the capacity of the love that's needed to endure what it is that she's going through. And I could tell you so much that if I did not look to the Lord to renew my strength, there is no way that I can deal with my mom. There's no way that I could deal with somebody in her capacity because I wouldn't have the strength, the faith, or the endurance to be able to deal with somebody in that capacity. But because I look to the Lord with all my heart, I mean, I fall completely on the Lord. And it has been something so rewarding for me every time I'm able to look to God and know that he's working on my behalf. Because there's a lot of things that I can't do for myself. There's a lot of things that I can't pray out of people. There's a lot of things that I can't say to people. So what do I do? I turn and I look to God. When I'm weak, I look to God. When I'm strong, I look to God. When I need help, I look to God. When I need guidance, I look to God. Everything about my life, I look to God. And I'm such in a great place that I don't ever want to get outside of looking to our Creator. He sits enthroned in the middle of the universe. Why would I not look to someone who created all things? We are like grasshoppers to the Lord. I don't know if you ever rode on a plane and if you ever look out the window and you can just see the layout and dynamics of the world and how it's, how it's all sectioned out and you have these diaphragms and diagrams of how the plaques of the world is all layered but I look up when I'm in the sky and I look up I also look up every time I'm in an airplane I look up I admire where I'm at in the atmosphere I'm up so high I'm in this space and I'm in a vulnerable place I do not rely on the pilot <laughs> get me down to ground I rely on the Lord I pray over the pilot I ask the Lord to carry the entire plane I ask the Lord to be the pilot's hands to be his mind to be the steward on the plane's thoughts when they're serving the people to be the people to keep us calm like I pray to the Lord for all that when I'm up in the air also just like when I'm on the ground but when I'm in the air and I look out the window I can admire the beauty of just being very vulnerable that I know that it's only up to God that God will get us back on the ground. But then I look down and I see how small 
the world like it's super big right but I see how small these plaques are and I see how it's so many of us and I be thinking to myself like man I'm nearly a speck of dust on this earth we're all complaining and comparing and trying to figure out something that we don't have a clue out when we're merely just a grain of sand a grain of dust I ain't gonna say that like we're a, we're a grain of dust that's how many people it is it's so many of us I look at God's creation like that I'm so amazed to see the world light up at night to see how it's all connected how it's all created. I see the vast water of the land, how it separates certain land. I see the mountains and how high they go and, and some of the mountains can touch the clouds and some of the clouds live in the mountains. And I see how, how wide and big and vast this entire world is. And then I think to myself, I'm just a little bitty speck here. But that's crazy because God has a purpose for me and I'm merely just nothing. So I know that if I look to him, I can conquer all of this. I can conquer this entire world if I have God by my side. I mean, that's just such a rewarding feeling for me. I don't know about you guys, but hearing the comfort words from God, it puts things into perspective for me. It lets me know that I'm not here battling. I'm not out here battling by myself. I have a mighty, mighty Lord on my side. I mean, he will allow me to rest when I get faint and weary. He gives me the strength that I need to keep up the pace to keep going. How rewarding is that? Do you know we all fall short? But none of us can fall short enough where God can't catch us. It is such a beautiful thing and amazing thing to see that God comforts his people even when a time when they feel abandoned. This is a story from the ancient times. This is a story from nations that we are not even in. This is Jerusalem. This is Judea. This is Israel. This is, I'm over here in California and I'm reading about people that I have no, no clue about. But yet I feel connected to this Bible. I feel that God is talking to me. He said, all of us, this is something that I need. This is something I want to carry with me my children we need to know how we're all connected all the way from jerusalem all the way to egypt syria japan china east asia california new york all in the states all over the coast all over this entire world we are connected and it is such an honor to be here to dive into this bible to know that god is not done with me He's not done with you. He has plans for you. He has plans for me. But yet his understanding, we can't fathom. I can't, I know I, some, I be tripping. Like I just know God didn't pull through like I just asked him to pull through for me. And he did because he do. I pray over everything and every connection, every person that I come encounter with. And I ask God to order my steps because I know he going to see it through before me. And if it's not meant for me, he's going to make sure that I curve that path so I can miss whatever is supposed to be missed on me. Like, it's such a reward to have God's comfort. If you don't know what God comfort is, go ahead and dive into this chapter. God comforts his people. And if you are his people, he comforts you. You can look to him. And if you need your strength renewed, then you know exactly what to do. Look to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Confess to the Lord. Give yourself to the Lord. And you will be all right surviving in this world today. As a little bitty speck of grasshopper that you are. <laughs> because that's 
exactly what we are. We belong to the mighty one of this world, you guys. No matter what name you want to call him, you can call him whatever name you want to. Yahweh is our Lord and he belongs to all of us. So yes, you guys, that was the end of our chapter. Go ahead and check out any episode before this. Go ahead and send this message to somebody you feel may benefit from it. Go ahead and check us out on social media. The links are below. But you guys, we will be going visual in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Stay connected. I'm your cousin in Christ. You've been rocking with me on Bougie Bible Study. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.